Welcome back to Cobbler's Gulch. Episode 51. The Best Kind of Hope. The babbling brook rushes out from the cavern in which Hazel is trapped, and she seeps through nooks and crannies and crevices. She cascades through pastures and paddocks. She surges over hills and hummocks and she spills into Cobbler's Gulch proper, where she splashes around for only a moment or two before finding her way to the Cobbler's Gulch orphanage for boys and girls. As brief as she's ever been, she fills the orphans in on Hazel's perilous situation. Hazel's alive? She's alive! At the moment, yes. (laughs) Will she be alive in the next moment? I hope so. It will make for a short conversation if she's not. This news that Hazel is alive, that she's not boiling in a cauldron, that she's not doing the dead man's float in the river of no return, that her eyes have not been poked from her head, that she's indeed alive, so gloriously alive, raises the spirits of the orphans, making them feel like a cork let loose from a shaken bottle of ginger beer. The pep they're feeling, of course, is hope, and not just hope that all will be right, but hope that they might take part in that righteousness. And this is the best kind of hope. The kind that doesn't rid them of their fears, but instead amplifies their willingness to step from the long shadows cast by those fears. And it's good that they're willing, too, because the attacks on Cobbler's Gulch have been getting more frequent and more brazen as the moon moves closer toward its bloody culmination. So the boy's willingness to step from those shadows must be backed by action. The first to act are lump and squish. Because they're handiest with an axe, they insist on digging hazel from the rubble, despite their reluctance to frequent enclosed spaces. Fortunately, in her haste, the babbling brook fails to mention the particulars, namely that the rubble in which they'll be digging is actually Clutterbuck Mine Rubble, where the family of Lump and Squish had perished. The two dwarf orphans ride in the babbling brook's albatross raft, and as she whisks them to Hazel, passing the hills and hummocks, the pastures and paddocks, they conclude the particulars soon enough. Um, Squish... Do you suppose... Well, how am I supposed to know what you're wondering I'm supposing if you don't? And when Squish realizes what Lump has realized, the Northeast saddle in the distance, there's no supposing to be done. Hazel's trapped in the clutterbucks, probably right alongside the ghosts of their mother and father and all the other dwarves who died that day. The babbling brook rushes them all the way to the mine entrance, which has been boarded up since Lump and Squish's infant cries caused the collapse all those years ago. Neither of the brothers move a muscle. I don't think you two will be digging Hazel out by staring. (laughs) Still, Lump and Squish can only stare, haunted by whatever or whomever is or is not buried in the mines. And then there's a rumble. 
something from deep within the mine. Oh, what was that? Ghosts, maybe. Or probably the lost and the forgotten. That's possible. But it's more probable that another spontaneous boulder bounded and another mound of rubble fell, or is about to fall, which will make even less breathing room for Hazel Peachwood. <laughs> and that's all it takes for Lump and Squish to begin swinging their axes. Squish's pickaxe strikes first, but Lump's follows a blink later. The first swing is the toughest, and until that moment, both Lump and Squish, independent of the other, think that swinging their axes in this mind upon this ground of 1,000 nightmares would have set forth the end of the world, or at least their worlds. Doesn't happen that way, of course. Here's what does happen. They work furiously, each swing mighty and true, each swing removing great chunks of rock and earth. In only minutes, their calloused hands blister and bleed, and still they keep swinging their steel. Usually a day's work of swinging an axe leaves muscles tender, skin raw, and bones dull. This is no usual day, though. Each swing makes Lump and Squish stronger, energizes them, and even makes them a bit taller. And while this seems unusual for them, it's a simple truth, as ordinary and usual as any other but hard to come by. And it's this. The scariest ghosts, the ones who haunt us as far back as our memories go, the ones we're certain will drag us to our deaths if we so much as toss a sidelong glance in their direction. Those ghosts begin vanishing like fog in the summer sun as soon as we take a step toward them. Even a dwarf step. Though, it doesn't hurt much if you swing a pickaxe in their direction either. After they cut through several boulders and move countless shovelfuls of rubble, they at last open a hole from which they can see and hear Hazel. Oh, I hear her! Yes! Hazel! Hazel! It's me! I'm here! You just sit tight! We're coming for you! We'll cut these caves a million times over if we have to! They drive their pickaxes into the mine again and again and again, until at last Hazel is set free, covered in dust and rubble and grime, but as free and as alive as she's ever been. She throws one arm around Lump, the other around Squish, and they all three soften into the squeeze. Lump and Squish have turned a tomb into a wellspring of life, turned ghosts into distant memories, and turned themselves into heroes. Not so much for saving Hazel, but for saving themselves from having to endure what they already endured far too long. Their celebration lasts exactly as long as it needs to, before the babbling brook whisks them back to Cobbler's Gulch. Thanks for listening. On the next Cobbler's Gulch. The beautiful benefits of the best kind of hope. In the meantime, think about your past. No matter how much it seems like it's fixed and frozen in time, it isn't. You can think about it differently. You can feel about it differently. You can tear it down and build it back up. You can make friends with it. You can use your past to fill today and tomorrow 
with the best kind of hope.